The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast for a live post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 1-0 victory. Yes, that's Crystal Palace's 1-0 victory away to Brighton. Yeah, celebrating the background. Uh, Matthew, myself, joined by Luke and Ian. Uh, we're here to uh, talk to you uh, and share you uh, our views and uh, uh, interviews on the, uh, on the game. A uh, bit of a pod admin before we get started. Don't forget to follow the uh, pod. Uh, at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet us your questions, views and reviews, please. Uh, always much appreciated and look forward to hearing from you. Um, gents, we just won 1-0. We've won 1-0 away at Brighton. Um, what we, how are we feeling? Apart from glad all over. It's me, yeah. Um, Luke, yeah. yeah, no, decent, mate. I, I think they, they described it on BT Sport as a, a bit of a smash and grab, but I think it was just a case of Palace taking their chances where Brighton obviously had the, the plethora of chances. Um, but Palace took theirs. I mean, what was it? Yeah, eight, there you go. You go in 20, 22 shots. They're 22 shots to 12. But the ones on target only count. Obviously, they had eight to our three. I mean, I think we're in debt massively to Vicente Guaita. But um, yeah, uh, Jordan A, you were a great finish after a brilliant play from Christian Benteke. Do, do we feel those stats portray the game, though? Because I didn't ever feel that Palace were under the cosh. There were points in the second half when they didn't really get much of the ball. I didn't really feel though that at, at, at points that Brighton were all over us that they were gonna gonna score. They had chances, but they they, they didn't really feel like threatening chances. I think you're right; they weren't threatening. But I think that's um, maybe a little bit rose tinted. I think the first straight out of half time, start of the second half, we were looking at each other saying we need to get a grip of this game because we're in trouble here if we don't get a foot on the ball so I think Brighton must have got a rocket up the arse at half time came out you're right they didn't have any sort of clear cut goal line scrambles but um, there was a shot that went straight at uh, or no it didn't hit Gaeta it hit Dunk's header that hit his own player on the line I mean that to be fair on another day that goes straight in you're 1-0 down start the second half and suddenly you've got a mountain to climb whereas we rode our luck then got back into the game and then you're into 60 minutes 0-0 away from home the momentum starts to swing back to you so yeah I, I don't think um, we were battening down the hatches too much but I do think Brighton come out and put us under quite a bit of pressure at the start of the second half it, it, it didn't start like that did it because I actually felt Palace started the game the better of the two teams the first 10 minutes I thought Palace were really good um, and I have to give throughout the 90 minutes notable shout outs to Patrick Van Arno I thought it was brilliant Gary Cahill who, who captain fantastic bossed it and Christian Benteke although he sort of came off I think we were about sort of five ten minutes to go and Tussin came on but um, Tekas was brilliant today I mean he, he was sort of winning things in the air he was making things a handful yes there was a couple of chances in the early one he had I think about three minutes in that he completely miscued and then a header again in the first half but I mean he, he, he sort of brought other players into the game which is what you've been missing from Benteke really I think to be fair so are we saying that Palace were lucky to grab that 1-0 victory then? are we feeling that we've kind of got away with one there grabbed one no, I wouldn't say lucky, but I think it was a it, it was a textbook away derby performance. So no, I don't think it was lucky because we weren't under the cosh for eighty minutes and we snatched the only chance that we had. We had a few chances. 
you've alluded to there, Benteke did his best to uh, ensure we didn't score. But uh, no, I don't think it was a smash and grab. I think it was a fair reflection of a very tight game where we've gone away to a bit of rival. The adrenaline was pumping. It wasn't a day for uh, slick possession football both because of the emotion but also we saw at the end of the first half it started to tip down with hail so it was never going to be a game of uh, or a day for, for, for sexy football I don't think but I think we played the game well I think we defended when we had to we attacked when we could we didn't take all of our chances but ultimately we, we snatched one and I think we were I think we deserved to come away with it I don't think it was uh, a smash and grab no there were points when it did threaten to boil over, weren't there? So, uh, obviously, the hailstones weren't one because the temperatures have been uh, quite low for that one. But there were points when Wilf got very wound up. And, and for the first time, I think I've out. seen... Get it out. It was, it was good. It was good. Come on. I'll get you a few ratings, that one. Uh, there, there was a moment, actually, when Wilf got involved with one of the subs, and the sub got booked, which was pretty hilarious. This was a strange thing, wasn't it? I think it was in the first, first half before you turned up, Ian, actually. Uh, part-timer. Um, so, yeah, it seemed to be that Wilf was chasing the ball out and then, um, obviously, he was facing the, the North End fans and, and, yeah, something happened. It was a little interchange. He put his cup in his hands to his ears as he does and then I think the, the substitute kicked the ball against Will and the, the subs ended up getting, getting booked for that which is quite entertaining you know, obviously seeing a sub getting booked but Will, the main thing is that I don't think, did Will get booked today? I don't think he did but I don't necessarily think he was the, the, the sort of on form Wilfred Zahar that, that we'd seen recently but he certainly was a handful and, and sort of um, Occupied their defenders enough to, to sort of do that when you've got Wilf Sahar on one wing, Ayu in the other, and Benteke in the middle. It, it was a combination that really worked today, I think. So, Ian, you mentioned the kind of the, the way in which the game was managed and the sort of classic away performance that, that maybe it was. It's probably a performance that Palace fans have wanted away at Brighton for some time, and indeed away from home. We haven't won away from home for, is it Burnley was the last, last win away, I think? So, it's been a long time coming. Where, where do we go from here? How do we build? You know, Derby win obviously builds you some momentum and it's massive for the fans, but, you know, 36 points now. Where do Palace go from here? Oh, good question. I suppose it depends on what your ambitions are for the season because I think as well as we started this year and as many years as we've had in the Premier League, we'd be getting ahead of ourselves if you weren't uh, saying that your first priority every year has to be survival and your nominal 40 points, and I know what we've said, maybe 40 now is even more than what you need, but if we still take 40 as that nominal target... I still think, what does that put us on to, 36? Yeah, so I would say, where do we go from here? We still target another four points. Let's get to 40, and then we'll take it from there. I think we've started the season out of the traps. We had a great start to the season. Top sort of eight, weren't we, at one point? And then slowly we've faded and we've faded, and we've, we're probably going to finish the season roughly about where we belong, which is middle third of the table. Um, so I th yeah where do we go from here to answer your question let's get another four points on the board let's hit 40 and uh, and then decide what we want to do after that yeah, although not mathematically safe I, I've always said this season that 36 37 I think will be enough given the teams yeah. at the bottom have to play each other and things like that so I, I, I think that'll be enough but I was listening to the radio earlier and they were saying that it's been something like uh, seven or eight years since you've needed 40 points to stay up so even though this figure bandies around I think I think if I remember what they said 
correctly, it was 2011, the last time that you needed 40 to stay up. So you're probably right, 36, 37 in today's Premier League is sufficient. Which maybe was, was why the result uh, was celebrated so much by the fans. I know obviously it was the derby result and the fans were up for it. and things like that, But you saw the players in unison sort of giving a bit of the old, what is it, West Ham away last time we saw that? Sort of, yeah, the old, what was that, 20, Christ, 2014? West Ham away, was it? Yeah, it's nice to see that, that sort of connection between the club and, and, and the fans and fair play to the Palace fans that have gone down there because we've been obviously to Brighton away in the past and you know I'm sure they'll be kettled for the next hour or so, I don't really care, I'm sure the, the beer will be flowing and having a good time but um, but yeah, no, they, they've given some great support. The way I read that as well, it's not only the significance of the 36, 36 points, but it's the fact that you've been getting abuse from the crowd all game and that is your way of giving it to the Brighton fans without doing anything too overt, without doing anything that's going to attract the attention of the FA is you can make the point to the Brighton fans that... A few that are still there. The few that are still there. It looked like an alarm or a siren or something had gone off in... It's, it's, it's to do with, the, to do with the station. They all leave early to get the train. I was a bit concerned because it did look like a lot of people had somewhere to be. Maybe they got um reservation for their sun, Saturday lunch. But... Uh, yeah, a lot of people obviously had somewhere too important to be, so fair enough, they, they got away. But the ones that were left, yeah, I think for the Palace players, that's your way of giving it to them, is to do the old cheerio to your own fans. Just let, let the Brighton players and fans know what they missed out on. So, lovely result. Puts us pretty much safe, not mathematically, but you two seem very convinced. I'm always nervous until you've got enough points. It's not mathematically possible for the, for the bottom three below to catch you, but... Like you're saying, it pretty much looks like, and previous based on previous years, that we'll, we'll be okay now, and can look forward to another another season. I guess the one issue head, hanging over our heads is the the Roy contract position. Um, I mean, I think Luke, you and I have talked long and hard about how this should be done and dusted. Parish spoke, what was it, about a week ago or so about it. And there's, there's there's an offer on the table. I guess the thing is, if if this is not sorted very soon, we need to start planning for next year, right? So Roy was asked this in his press conference on Friday actually and he said that you know the contract's been offered to him, he's meeting with the chairman again this week. It all seems a bit of a formality to me so I think that's, that's not something to worry about. I mean Roy I think will be here next season. The main thing for me is that they give him money to spend in the summer to replace the people who are going to go. I mean you look at maybe Zaha will go, Benteke will go. But let's not focus on it right now. What we've got to focus on is, is like, like Ian said, you know, another four points, another three years on offer next week against Watford at home. They're still bottom, I think, aren't they? Watford? Oh, no, Norwich, Norwich have swapped places with them, aren't they? Norwich are bottom, I think, even though... But I think Watford are on 24 points, second to bottom. Norwich won earlier today. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, um, they're on 24 points and they're fighting, but I, I still think Palace should have enough to beat a, a Watford team at home, um, hopefully. Good stuff. So, onwards and upwards for the Palace. Uh, a massive derby win for us today. Uh, enjoyed by us in the pub with a few drinks and uh, a nice curry. Uh, gents, going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks very much for your company. Thank you to all the listeners uh, for your continued support. Uh, don't forget at the Six Pointer Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Drop us a line, drop us a message, uh, and we'll be with you for the next game, which is at home to Watford. Uh, catch you soon, not the Palace. Not the Palace. Not the Palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Oh, 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 oh